tortoise. Hello, I'm Claudia and this is The Sensemaker from Tortoise. One story every day to make sense of the world. Today, Russia's former president, Dmitry Medvedev, has said the country might use nuclear weapons if the Ukrainian counteroffensive is successful. It's just the latest in a series of remarks about the threat of nuclear conflict made by the high-profile Russian politician. So who exactly is he? That's after a short break. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. So the Ukrainian counteroffensive is happening along a 1,000-kilometer front in eastern, round to southern Ukraine, uh, from Kharkiv to Zaporizhia, this is Giles Wittell, a world affairs editor at Tortoise. And basically, the Ukrainian armed forces are trying to punch through somewhere, anywhere, in order to cut off Russian forces and isolate them from their own supply lines. It's in that context that Dmitry Medvedev, who is now deputy chairman of Russia's Security Council, made his threat. He said that if the Ukrainian counteroffensive succeeds, Russia will or may have to use its nuclear deterrent, may have to escalate. The Federation of American Scientists estimates that Russia has more nuclear weapons than any other country. Dmitry Medvedev was born in 1965 in what's now called St. Petersburg. He studied law at university before initially pursuing academia. He met Vladimir Putin when they were both working in local government, and their relationship has defined his career. He was a mucker, if you like, of Putin's in St. Petersburg before Putin was rapidly promoted from St. Petersburg city government to the senior ranks of the FSB in Moscow and from there to the presidency. And once Putin was installed in Moscow, he brought a lot of the people he'd worked with in St. Petersburg to senior jobs in Moscow and Medvedev was one of them. In the early 2000s, when Giles was working as Moscow correspondent for the Times newspaper, he interviewed Dmitry Medvedev in the Kremlin. My overwhelming impression was that he was a tedious man with a legalistic turn of phrase in which he rationalised everything that was happening at the time, which was shutting down regional democracy, shutting down independent media already, right at the beginning of the, of the Putin era. Giles never got to interview Dmitry Medvedev again, but he did bump into him. And then I flew back to London for a long weekend. And getting back on the plane at Heathrow on, it must have been a Sunday or a Monday evening, there was Medvedev and his wife, both laden with Harrods hat bags. So that's where they'd been spending the weekend. So he was, he was a Western-oriented, you know, moneyed apparatchik uh, who, did, who enjoyed shopping trips to London. Politically, Dmitry Medvedev developed a reputation as someone more interested in the West and more moderate than Vladimir Putin. 
He was seen as dovish, someone who advocates compromise over force. And in 2008, he took over from Vladimir Putin as president of Russia. Putin became prime minister. A lot of people hoped, including I remember the then British Foreign Secretary David Miliband, hoped that he would A, be his own person, and B, be more liberal and more Western-oriented than Putin. Uh, he was neither of those two things. In 2012, Dmitry Medvedev and Vladimir Putin swapped roles. He became prime minister and Putin became president again. Medvedev stayed in that role until 2020. I asked Giles to characterise his time in power. Gopher. Stooge, bag carrier, um, safe pair of hands, a lawyer by training, very presentable, very unflappable then, very boring, reliable. Uh, but lately, he has transformed himself into the most rabid hawk in Putin's inner circle. So he will pop up every now and then in the media saying outrageous things and very often being a mouthpiece for these, these not even veiled threats to escalate the war in Ukraine by using nuclear weapons. So just how seriously should we take those threats? One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. In 2020, following corruption allegations and being caught nodding off during some of Putin's speeches, Dmitry Medvedev resigned as prime minister and was made deputy chair of Russia's Security Council. In that role, his position appears to have shifted. So it seems that since the invasion in February last year, his role has been to articulate the gravest threats that Russia can present to the West and the worst fears of the West, namely nuclear escalation. And it's doubly striking because he used to be a dove. Nina Kuryata, Tortoise's Ukraine editor, argues that Medvedev's threats allow Putin to appear more dovish than he is because he lets someone else invoke the use of nuclear weapons. And the threats fit a pattern. They tend to happen, for example, when there is Ukrainian success on the battlefield or Western plans to equip Ukrainian armed forces with a new type of weapon. It has become a ritual. Don't do that. Remember, we have the world's biggest nuclear arsenal, including, crucially, very large numbers of tactical nuclear weapons, which the West really doesn't have. Clearly, so far, none of these threats have been followed up with action. But Russia knows the international community has a responsibility to take any nuclear threat it makes seriously. Thanks for listening to The Sensemaker from Tortoise. If you'd like to hear more from Giles Wittell and from me, we're on another Tortoise podcast together this week. It's called The News Meeting and three journalists each pitch the story that they think should lead the news. I'm pitching a story about wild camping and Giles is in the editor's chair and he'll get to decide whether that is this week's top story. To listen, just search for The News Meeting or click the link in this episode's description. This episode was written by me, Claudia Williams, with Giles Wittell. Additional reporting by Nina Kuriata. It was mixed by Amy Harper. 
tortoise.